Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Well, welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to continue our discussion with Howard Gogger with Carpenter Contractors of America. In our last episode, Howard shared how CCA approaches off-site construction and explained why CCA does what it does. Now, today, Howard and I are going to dive a little deeper into the benefits of off-site construction. Howard, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right. So as we discussed in the last episode, CCA controls its own framing labor. So let's start by talking about the on-site benefits of wall panels and floor cassettes, or what you call deck cassettes. There's a lot of pushback from the field against those framing products traditionally. Why does it work for CCA? Well, to be honest, when we decided to go in that direction, we had a lot of pushback, even from our own field. But we created an environment here where the field basically brings its feedback and suggestions into making these products. Um, so in other words, to make the product as framber-friendly as we discussed last time as possible and as economically possible. So they were part of the development process. Uh, we developed that line of communication and we keep it going even today with weekly meetings between the plant and the field on how to make things better. So basically we're one team and they're part of the design process. So it's theirs. That's interesting, Howard. I mean, it makes it a little unique, right? I mean, as you said in the earlier podcast, you guys are sort of a framing company first, right? And and all of the design work, all the manuf- component manufacturing, that's feeding the field. I think you said it a different way that when you talk to your designers, you think of yourselves more as a service provider, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, when we have our meetings with our designers and uh, when we're our new hires, we we explain to them that our whole goal is to support our field, and our plant labor. That's our job. We're kind of the support staff. Excellent. Okay, so one other comment that's typically made about panelized approach, whether it's it's wall panels or, or floor panels, is that that approach relies a lot more on accurate foundations. Can you talk a little bit about CCA's experience with foundations and how you've successfully navigated that particular issue? You know, when you told me about this, I thought it was kind of funny because it's been so long since we really had any foundation issues. It's like out of the back of my mind. But I have to admit, uh, in the beginning, you know, there were some issues, but we helped the builders to see the benefits of our program, Um, how we needed to be able to count on the foundations without field measurements. Um, Part of that was because we had a very quick turnaround from order to actual starting the job and shipping components. And so we we sold that. And in the process, we got the builders to be part of the solution. So in the beginning there, uh, if a foundation was poured bad, which honestly had, did happen a couple of times, uh, our customers, the builders, had the concrete companies come in and fix them at their expense. Very shortly, and I do mean very shortly, the problems went away. But I, I do want to say one thing, though. Please note, the concrete contractors, uh, it wasn't like they were bad or anything, but 
they needed to understand what was critical and why. So we had meetings with them and our builders in order to develop that relationship. And then once they were on board, they helped us so that our tolerances really are maintained at plus or minus a quarter of an inch. It works out very well. Now, occasionally we still do have a problem, but usually they're very small and it's even stuff that can be handled with a slight adjustment in the field by our carpenters. You know, Howard, as you're answering that, what I hear you saying is that, you know, some of the errors that might have occurred with the foundations initially may have been really just due to the foundation guys not understanding the needs that you had as as the providers of the framing. Is that right? Yeah, I would agree with that because they, uh, once they're part of the problem, once they've been brought into the loop, they were really quick to help us achieve our goals, which again, helped them do more foundations. So it was a team effort. But what I'm also hearing there is that uh, the builder really needs to drive that happening, right? It's 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 difficult for the framing or the component manufacturer uh, supplier to uh, build that relationship with the foundation uh, supplier. It's it's really the the builder who's in control of the whole project, whether it's a builder or a GC, I guess. Um, they really have to hold each of their suppliers accountable in order for this to be successful. I, I'm just curious. Uh, for those who are listening, how how did you approach the builder to get their help in that process? Again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we sold them on the benefits, the time savings, along with the speed uh, to order or to delivery schedule. And this was something that was very desirable to them. Uh, it was quantifiable so that they could put a number to it. And again, I mentioned it earlier, but they were the ones that instigated that meeting between our field, our plant and design, and the concrete company to go over what was critical and what we needed and what was expected of all of us. And they asked them for help, the concrete guys. And so the way they handled it was was just perfect. And again, they became part of the plan and uh, the solution. So we even offered to provide the concrete guys with more detailed drawings if they needed them so that they could get, get the buildings just so. Uh, and it worked out well. It also creates a better looking product for the end user, the home buyer, and allows for the stabilization uh, for the builders in some of the things that they order. For instance, if the foundations are always correct and the home is built, in our case, we do track homes, then the kitchens are always going to be the same size and the bathrooms are always going to be the same size. So it allows for standardization for them to work out deals for standard size cabinets, uh, countertops. Uh, basically, they don't have to do the custom, so it saves time for them there as well because they can order that and get a better contract or deal. So there are benefits uh, that we pass on, not even really knowing it. Well, it sounds like another part of that too, Howard, is because CCA is doing all of it, uh, not only is it standardized, but it's always done the same. You know, it's always going to be installed the same. The blocks are going to be put in the same spot. It's always going to be framed the same way. It's not like you might have the same house plans, but, you know, three different framing crews might frame that house three different ways. And three different component manufacturers might uh, change how, you know, the webs and everything, uh, where everything ends up, right? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And and I didn't mention it, but um, a lot of that works well with our relationships with, the, say, the plumber 
the electrician, more importantly, the HVAC, they know that every time they're going to be able to put their stuff here. And uh, it has a lot of advantages. One of the other things that I heard there, Howard, is you guys don't do any uh, site measurements at all then. You just assume that the, the foundation is correct. I would say that's yes, but to a point, obviously, there's a couple things we do check. Only really the concrete drop at the garage and at the garage door because those wall panels are built ahead of time and we want to be, we don't want to do a lot of shimming there, but that's it. All right. So we focused our time, you know, talking about how your offsite construction approach is, you know, by design framer friendly and provides sort of this beneficial shift of the labor burden from the job site to the manufacturing facility. What we haven't addressed is the efficiency of the product from a waste and raw material use standpoint. Given where we're at right now with higher raw material costs, are you at all pushing this aspect as, as a benefit of your product right now? I'll have to say yes, certainly. But we've been that way since day one, long before the prices. Um, we really feel that um, in our design, in our plant usage, in our utilization, uh, we want as little waste as possible. If, if it's going to go into the chipper or the bin, it better be very small. And, and I know that the uh, plant manager watches that very carefully. So we've, we've gone into great details into our design process from web optimization and trusses uh, to the length and size and widths of panels for the wall panels. Our goal, simply put, is very little waste. And that continues into whether it's an i-joist or otherwise. We spend a good time in reviewing that on a regular basis in our plant meetings. Uh, we can always get better, and we try. Again, for the people who are listening to this, um, you know, they might not have the benefit of they don't control their labor at this point, but that probably necessitates then they have to build a partnership with a framing contractor, right? So that they can sort of mutually coordinate winning together to sort of approximate what you guys are doing. What what advice, given that that you are constantly involved in sort of this this give and take between the field and the manufacturing, the design? What advice would you give to a component manufacturer of how they could approach uh, a framing contractor to try to build that kind of partnership? What should they say or what should they offer? What sort of a mentality should they have when they approach that framing contractor? I'm not really sure I'm the right person to answer that, but <laughs> I will say that we've developed quite a good relationship with those component-only jobs and with the builders that do them. And uh, I'd say that, and most co uh, component manufacturers that I've talked to, they go out of their way to build relationships with framers when they call in and have issues. But I would strengthen those relationships. Um, and uh, if you know that a particular builder is using a particular framer on a regular basis, strengthen that relationship and then get all the players together. Um, because the more that all of you become a team, uh, whether it was the concrete guy we talked about earlier, um, or the framer, uh, then the more everyone's part of the solution working together. And that, that's just a winning attitude, and it's winning for the builder, for you, and it would be for the carpenter. You know, it's interesting. I, I've had so many conversations with component manufacturers, particularly in the Midwest, who just don't have a good relationship with their foundation suppliers in their market. You know, they, they are too often pointing the finger at those guys of like those idiots, they keep on screwing up all the foundations. And, you know, so we have to go out and measure every single one of them or, you know, whatever. And 
I know it's just a little nugget in there and I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but that that a concept of like, well, then why are you not bringing the foundation guys into your planning meetings up front to talk about what parts of this foundation are absolutely vital that we get absolutely right? A lot of that is the builders have been sold for so many years that, uh, you know, you have to get the carpenter out there and the supplier out there to measure because, you know, those foundations, they can't get any better than they are. But that's not true. Uh, we actually, by selling the benefits of time and, and of, uh, you know, stability, like we talked about, selling that to the builders, then the builders got on board with, well, yeah, let's try this. Let me let me talk to my concrete guy. And usually that's all that's needed. And the concrete guy will get better and better. Um, we actually had one scenario on a multifamily, new contractor for one of our big builders. And they left uh, at the core wall, the, the unit separation walls. They live at the high, which created a problem. We literally, we'd have like $10,000 worth of metal shims on the rest of the building if we built it that way. They got the guy to come in. They explained to him the problem. He ground down. And you know what? That was the last building that was ever high. And we're producing them like crazy there. So it's just those relationships. And it starts, like we talked about, it starts with the builders. Uh, you got to explain to them the benefits. And they will, you know, as soon as you tell them you can save money, boom, they're all over it. Yeah, that, that does seem to uh, determine most of the outcomes, doesn't it? <laughs> for good reason. So Howard, last question for you. Uh, I'm curious, given your role within CCA in the design department, like what is your favorite part of that job? Uh, what just fires you up? Well, I, I'm hard pressed to put. I, I have a lot of favorites. You know, as, as manager, uh, you know, one of the things I do is that ballet, trying to make uh, the demands work with regards to time and motion with design. Um, I kind of enjoy that a lot uh, when a builder has a special request and they need something and they need it quick or they need something solved, uh, dipping into that and, and getting involved in that and uh, helping them find what they're looking for or a solution that's even better, say, than what they were looking for. That, that is something I enjoy a lot. When I talked about earlier about that value engineering that we do up front, I think it was on the other podcast, that problem solving, uh, just like what I was just saying, that's the fun. That's, that's my candy is uh, getting a real solution, something that's going to make everybody happy. Well, Howard, this has been very insightful. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed this very much. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.